Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, uh, Wells is still here. Say hi, yep, Wells. Still here. I haven't left. Good luck getting me to leave. I mean, I will leave when the time comes, but we're still recording. Yeah, yeah. I was say, when the beer runs out, you tend to exit as quickly as I do. Exit <laughs> stage left. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We're out of beer. Oh, Would you uh, look at the time? Which is fine. You know, it doesn't bug me. At all. No. Uh, yeah, so let's vamp for some music. Yeah. While the music plays. So I didn't do anything else fun in the last week. Yeah. And so. I, I was going to do something fun with you, but you decided to cancel that fun trip. Yeah, I, I know. I told you I would, we would talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, well, maybe you and I can do something fun. Hey. It's been a while. Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> do you like gladiator movies? You ever, you ever seen, been to a Turkish prison? You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> uh, have you guys played any fun video games lately? That's always a good topic. Oh, actually, you know, I have a legit question. Okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Any good? I watched one episode and kind of hated it. So, do you have opinions, Wells? I haven't seen a okay. second of it. So, I'm Come watching on. them as they come out. We're four episodes in, so you're going to hear this. You're going to be like, but episode five was awesome. Here's <clears throat> here's where I see Falcon and Winter Soldier. It is fine. Um, neither character were like big deals for me throughout any of the other movies. Um, I was really hoping and expecting kind of like a fun chemistry buddy cop kind of show and that's yeah. not really what it is it's more like uh like an extension of the winter soldier movie so, so to speak um which is the greatest marvel movie of all time hands down yeah but like I, so so here's so like you start an episode and it's like previously on falcon and the winter soldier and they do like the minute and a half to two minutes of here's the highlights from the last episode like I'm to the point where that's I don't want to I don't want to sit through the whole episode. I just want the highlights yeah. because it literally is okay. Here's the two minutes, and then it's like 30 minutes of we're wandering around. There's a usually a big fight scene in between the second and third act, and then oh my goodness, huge cliffhanger at the end. And that's like every episode, and, and like maybe I'm spoiled. Like I'm not expecting it to be like Wandavision and be that challenging and that interesting right and that like you know kind of like screw with your mind kind of stuff but it's six episodes and you know going into the fourth episode i'm like okay well cool something big should start happening in the fourth episode because you know like they're gonna have to start wrapping this up and i mean it kind of did but then i'm looking at it like uh okay well that's Kind of the review I was expecting, to be honest. And, yeah. And, you know, like, so I distinctly remember uh, when Winter Soldier came out, like the night before I'm reading the entire Brubaker run of the Winter Soldier and like sure. go into the movie theater with the highest of hopes and come out of it going, holy shit, I just watched a masterpiece of a fucking film. But no, that movie is a great movie. And now I'm kind of bummed that they don't really do anything with the Winter Soldier because that's one of my favorite like side B characters, I guess, of that whole universe. There, There's a... And, and again, not having seen the last two episodes, maybe it'll turn itself around, but I feel like there's a whole lot of... There's a whole lot of like exposition and universe building that they don't do anything with. 
Oh, that sucks. Like, so the first episode is the one where he like goes to the sushi restaurant with his neighbor or whatever, right? Yes. And so, like, in my it, mind, it, I'm like, this is going to be, it's, it's not a big deal. In my mind, it's like th- that whole reason that he's there, like, that's going to carry on and that's going to be like a plot point through the rest of the, nope. Are you fucking serious? I, and maybe again, like two more episodes. Anything's possible. Maybe they come right. back to it. But I'm just like, maybe I'm just gonna wait until it's done. There's, and... yeah, like I would. I, I wish I could, this. This is no longer the. I have to watch it every week. Now I think Loki will be because that's gonna be like fucking pump for Loki. That, yeah, Loki's gonna be this like crazy nonsense show. That's it's Doctor Who in the Marvel universe. Right, right. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah, or Quantum Leap, whatever. It's gonna be a mess in a good way, and I'm super excited for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier at this point, I, I can't give you a good reason that you need to watch it as it comes out. Okay, fair enough. Which sucks. Yeah. I wanted it to be great. Yeah, that sucks because I watched that first episode and kind of looked at the life and went, um, I'm whelmed at best. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 it, and I think it's one of those things where like my big fear with when they started announcing all the shows that they were going to do, you know, it's WandaVision and it's Falcon Winter Soldier and it's Loki and it's this and it's this. Oh, and we got cartoons. I'm like, you're going to get to a point where you're cranking out so much that it's not all going to be good. Yep. It's a very high production value show, but there's a lot of that on TV right now. If you want a high production show that doesn't do anything, go watch The Walking Dead. (coughs) So if anybody true. still is like, yeah, nope, not me. I yeah, I mean, I, I never even watched that. The, uh, the on YouTube, the honest trailers for The Walking Dead pretty much sums it up pretty well. It's like the scenes they show of just everybody just walking around, and that's kind of how I feel about about this show. It's just like there's a whole lot of we're going from here to here. Yeah, there's a point. Okay, I mean, like when I can sum up an episode for you in. One to two sentences, that's not a great thing. No. You know, you think about trying to describe, like, most Seinfeld episodes, it takes a bit because of all the storylines, they all tie together. You okay there? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, you all. News time. News time. All right. It's your turn again because you found all the stories. Can't wait. Okay. So, Lord knows we talked about Hard Seltzer on the show. Now, All hail hard seltzer. So there are two ways of making hard seltzer. One is when you essentially ferment sugar water and end up with something that's, you know, roughly 6% ABV. Okay. And the other is when you essentially dilute vodka oh, water. So, so you pre-mix. Got it. Okay. So, like, are you going to take, like, water and sugar and ferment it up to 6 or you want to take vodka and dilute it with water sure. down to six and then carbonate it. So the difference is how they're taxed. Um, of course. So, because one's using a liquor and one's not. Exactly. Right? Okay. Well, the liquor is taxed at three times the rate. And keep in mind that the end product is completely the same. I mean, they are identical. Um it's the same point. Are the they? Same, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you do water and sugar up to six versus vodka and water down to six, it's still the same damn thing. It's still sugar. flavored, whatever. But so anyway, our, our, our favorite owner of a brewery 
Mr. Jim Cook, 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 Cook what? Never run. Cook, 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 um, at, at Sam Adams is. Cut the cake. He's really urging brewers, wholesalers, everybody to fight uh, an effort by distillers that would kind of level the playing field. And I got to say, I know this is going to be an absolute kick to the nuts for any brewery that makes flavored malt beverages, seltzers, whatever, that the second you have parity with some of these big distilleries and they're able to sell their products in the same grocery aisle the the same way like these beer producers can sell their seltzer products, I know it's going to be a kick in the teeth. Yeah. So, but I think it's I think that we do need taxation parity here because if the products are the same, if the end result's the same, uh, I don't think it should matter. I, I don't understand why one of these is being taxed at three times the rate as the other. So let me ask a dumb question here. Please. Can I, as a consumer, pull something off the shelf and determine if it is diluted vodka versus brewed whatever? Yes. Okay. How would I know? Uh, because in North Carolina, at least, if it's diluted liquor, it has to be sold at the ABC store. Aha. So if you're pulling it off the grocery store shelves, then it's starting from the bottom. Now you're here rather than starting from the top and then coming down. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the really. Because I mean, way. like on one hand, like so it's weird, right? Because as I'm working this out in my head now, and I'm going to ask a question that you already answered, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Please. So, if I'm getting taxed as a distiller, if I'm getting taxed on my vodka, but then I dilute it with other flavorings, that gets taxed. Is that the three times or is it the brewery that's getting the three times? The spirits producer, the, the spirits producer, their hard seltzer has, they're, they're paying three times the taxes on that for the same product. Right. Meanwhile, a brewery is actually having to brew and ferment. Well, which is, so are distilleries. I mean, they have to brew right. and then ferment and then distill. Right. And then water back down. Which but they're is... taking some of their product that they've already made and altering it, whereas Noda is dedicating specific tank space to make Breeza. Sure. Potato, potato. It really is. Bring me sugar, water. Sh yeah. More. More. Sugar. In water. More. Thank you, Edgar. I, mean, I was going to make that joke earlier, but I'm like, ah, you guys aren't going to get that joke. I mean, oh, dude, really? come on, Men in Black? Black? Ah, you never, it's like, a fucking classic. Yes, but like sugar and water is like <laughs> the best line. Like that's one of those lines that I drop and everybody's like, what? what? Crickets. And I'm like, man, I hate you all. <laughs> Bring me sugar and water. I, More. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I think. I mean, that's going to be judgment day for like the beer based flavored malt beverage, beer based hard seltzer um, industry. When, when, when this happens, it's, it's going to hurt, but so I think you, it's the right thing to do. But, but you say that because so I, and I'm, right now, I'm, right I'm, now they have a competitive advantage simply because they have, a, they carry it doesn't the, cost the tax much. obligation. Yeah. Right. 
Whereas for like, and I'm, I'm going to use local names so I can keep it straight. Like, so, um, Great Wagon, mm-hmm. distills, liquors, and then Noda brews. And so Noda's brewing up and Wagon could dilute down. Mm-hmm. But it's less incentive for Great Wagon to dilute down because it costs so much more for them. That's right. Because they're already probably getting taxed on the vodka and then they're getting taxed again and again. I mean, I guess the question comes down to how would I, if I was into seltzer and I'm not, what would I rather buy? Would I rather buy something that somebody like Noda brewed up or something that a distiller diluted down? I don't know about you guys, but typically whenever I find out that somebody's diluting down or cutting, if they're, if they're uh, what do you call it, stomping on my Coke, like I'm going to have some problems with that. Yeah. Or if they're putting yoga mats into my beef or oh, mm, Taco pink, Bell, pink slime into my chicken nuggets. Hey, but, but like diluting down, if you drink bourbon, that's not bottled in bond or barrel proof. No, you're right. It's watered down. You're right. All of it. You're absolutely right. So I don't want to talk about like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be stepping away from something that's watered down when I'm looking at. I didn't say that, I was going to step that away from right it. there. And because I would have and to, that is to step away. Yeah. So valid point. Valid point. Touche. Touche. Mm-hmm. Hey, Wells. Yes. Want to get high? Do you mean you don't want Talia red? <laughs> Has it been don't, a, don't forget to bring a towel, Josh. Has there been a towel? And, and if anybody is planning... Can you guys on, have some integrity, please? <laughs> oh, my God. I just want some of that Christmas snow. <laughs> you want to talk about a South Park episode that's like, wow, you guys hit the nail on the head, which is a lot of episodes, but damn, I, I giggled and then just like shook my head all throughout the Christmas snow episode. Yeah. Where they like did cocaine... Dip marijuana nuggets. Like, yep. Jesus Christ. Jesus. I started watching the pandemic special. That's I, oh, so I good. I made it like 10 to 15 minutes and I'm like, I need to shut my brain off for a second. This is way too much for me right now. Yeah. 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 Like they have gotten into a insane heady space anymore of yeah. what that show used to be. And I love it. Yep. I love every second of it. All right. So, Wells, again, I ask you. Well, if you live in Virginia, you might want to bring a towel. Because Virginia just legalized marijuana. Which, this isn't the craft marijuana cast, so why is this a big deal? We've seen a number of articles over the years of how marijuana legalization affects the alcohol industry. You know, people... It was wine and spirits that were going to affect the alcohol industry. Oh, I know. Yeah, wine and spirits. We need to fight wine and spirits. And, And here it is, like, the green dark horse candidate is like... Look, people want to get a little out of their normal minds and beer, wine, spirits, alcohol in general is one way of doing it. Lord knows marijuana is another. So the second that marijuana is legalized, you know, how the question is not will it siphon business off, but how much business is it going to siphon off from alcohol producers or alcohol consumption in these states? Yeah. So Virginia is the first state in the South to legalize marijuana. Uh, several other states, including North Carolina, have decriminalized it. But but to just say it's legal and that now adults over the age of 21 can grow it themselves in Virginia, uh, it'll be very interesting to see 
what impact uh, this move is going to have on beer in general, alcohol in general, but especially craft beer um, consumption in Virginia. Well, so, and I would say, let us not forget, like one of the darlings of the craft beer industry is in Virginia. Which one? The Vale. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Well, I won't say like darlings, but. Well, come on. I mean, I've, I've, been, to the hype, I've been to the, the Vale. Hype I love the Vale, but. Hype brews is for sure. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, maybe that's a better word. Everybody jizzes their pants when they're like, oh, I've got a beer from the Vale. Yeah, and most of them are okay. They're solid, decent, you know, like. Yeah, they, um, they make good beer. But, you know, I guess back to, to Wells' point, who knows what this could bring? And, I mean, don't forget that Sweetwater was recently purchased by a Canadian marijuana dispensary yeah. company, basically. So, I, mean, I, yep. I feel like everybody is... Because Mexico recently legalized as well, I think, right? Yes. So I feel like all of these other countries around the world are all, like, like hunched over, ready to pounce for the second that it really gets legal in, in the U S um, you know, it's slowly starting to, to catch some, some steam and, yeah. you know, seeing how, especially employers uh, navigate that is interesting. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but being in, you know, North Carolina, I look at North Carolina and Virginia as kind of like the old school tobacco states, right? Yes. And if anybody's going to push back on it, on legalization, it's going to be, you know, Salem or no, Winston and Marlboro, like all of those uh, big tobacco companies until they can figure out how they're going to make their money on it. Yep. And then as soon as they can, they can be like, yep, let's do it. Kind of like this. That's the vape boy. Yeah, that's nobody well, can see that, Josh. Yeah, I know that. That's why this is such a problem because of the same thing. It's these tobacco lobbies that really shouldn't have the power that they still have in this day and age. Cause I mean, you got money. Yeah. The second, they don't have as much. The as second it's, it's legalized, you know, countrywide. I mean, forget Marlboro reds, try Marlboro greens. Yep. Yep. And this becomes the craft weed cask as well. So it's just going to be smoking all the time. I'll, I'll tell you those episodes are going to be a lot longer <laughs> and expect a lot more winter soldier talk. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's like, Hey man, what have you been watching on TV lately? That's good. That's our, our like, I watched you, static for like six hours today. Is it, has anybody been soldier. anywhere done anything fun? Like, no, no, I just <laughs> ate a lot. I just ate a lot of, I, of gummies or snack food or both <laughs> or both. Uh, all right. So, um, switching gears back. Yeah. This is, let's talk of, about beer some more. This is kind of sad. Yeah. Worst beer blog is gone. Yep. And I'll never forget in a Twitter exchange, Jeff, I don't know if you remember this. Uh-huh. Worst beer blog called you a coward. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I dared. So back in the <laughs> high, back in the really? heyday. Yes. Back in the heyday of cancel culture. Yeah. Like when they're literally going after anybody for everything, I started getting like, I just got uncomfortable. I don't feel like I've ever said anything on Twitter that was really that big a deal. But in today's world, like, you don't know. Right. Like, you could have said something, you know, uh, two years ago that now is problematic. And so I just, I put myself on private and just, like, I, I, like I, I've kind of gotten away from social media in general. Because honestly, like, the stuff I say is not interesting, The number one. Um, number two, I just don't. I don't, I didn't want to invite that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And so 
to Josh's point, this exchange with Worst Beer Blog, and I made a comment, and they called me out for having my tweets locked or secured or whatever, which, honestly, it took me, like, two days to remember how to unlock that. Yeah. So so there's that. Um, but Worst Beer Blog was, it started out, you know, this sounds like it's a beer blog, and then kind of really had a big Instagram and Twitter presence. And basically, anytime any troubling or problematic type stuff like anytime the tea would come out on beer or the beer industry they posted it yep and a lot of satire but not like the onion or babylon b like just snarky commentary probably is a better way to put it not oh, satire yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. and um so basically long story short a couple of days before april fool's they posted a tweet that said, this gets one like, I am going to just nuke everything. And Worst Beer Blog liked its own tweet and then went nuclear. And everybody <laughs> kind of thought it was an April Fool's joke. And basically, we've come to find out, no, it's not. It just went away. And for good reason, if you ask me. Um, I've looked at the comments that they get sometimes. And I'm, I, I sit there and shake my head and go, what the fuck is wrong with people? Because it's a place where I can get retweeted. It's a place where I can get attention. Yeah, and, and I can't imagine the physical toll that running something like that would take. Yeah, you are essentially shining a light on... Those are both clean. Oh, and they're both mine. Okay, I didn't know if you cleaned them. So. Yes. Uh, so they are essentially shining a light on the deep, dark, dirty underbelly of the beer industry. Yes. And I, I couldn't imagine just having to filter through and, and process some of these things. I know like just reading enough of this made me shake my head to the point. I thought my neck was going to break. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine being a lightning rod. You're reposting some of this stuff that brings some real just shitty people out of the, the, you know, out of the woodwork. Yeah. Out of the woodwork. And yeah, I, I can't imagine what it's like to run an account like this and to make it for eight years is, I mean, damn, more power to you, worse beer blog. And what I'm going to miss the hell out of them because yep. I, I use them for like maybe a quarter of all the... Uh, That's where you like, found your tea. Right? Yeah, it was where I found so many articles that I brought on the show. It's like, I saw those on worse beer blog. Rest in power, worse yeah, beer blog. Yeah, pretty much, man. I, I hate it for them. Or whoever, but I understand. Like, I'm I'm just gonna have to get my, you know, my my fix from somewhere else now. But you know, I understand fully why somebody has just had enough. Yeah, and uh, we've got a, a pretty good article that kind of explains the legacy of it and you know what it meant. And <clears throat> there may never be anything like this again. Like this could have been like kind of that flash in the pan one one thing because. Number one, it's a very niche thing to begin with. We all get that. Yeah, for sure. Like, the craft beer culture is very niche. And then you go beyond that of shining the worst light on the worst breweries. Yeah, people we'll probably that... never see anything like this again. But it was amazing. It was an amazing run. And, yeah, it's going to be sorely missed because, man, some of the shit that they would post sometimes, I'm just like. I'm thinking are, all are these the. these people real? All the like attention and diligence that they had in exposing breweries that had committed to charitable causes 
And then, oh, yeah, I, we made our donation. Well, did you, though? Y- you didn't, though. And just, it's dirty work. It's hard work. Yeah. Um, it's thankless work. Yes. I mean, you may get, like, the occasional like or retweet or whatever. But, I mean, like, there comes a point, I feel like, when you have that much hatred spewing your way on a regular basis, it has to get incredibly difficult to, oh, to yeah. keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, kind of off mic, we were talking about this, and I'm not going to go into exact specifics, but the fact that we've been doing this for eight years and really haven't ran into, like, any, like, serious, you know, weird people, like, yelling at us There's on the Chuck, internet. okay. So we've well, got yes, Chuck. Chuck I mean, is, it's like Chuck. But yeah, I mean, Chuck's like, yeah. fucking weird, but... Beyond that, yeah, he's right. chucking weird. He's chucking, chucking weird. weird, dude. Yeah, brah. All right, Wells, what's going on with uh, Philly? Okay. Now, we're going from something that makes me sad, which West is Philadelphia the demise of, which is the demise of Worst Beer Blog, Rest in Power, to something really freaking cool. Um, so, folks in Philly have managed to isolate a yeast strain that not only produces alcohol, but also produces lactic acid. So for fans of kettle sours out there, especially um, this is typically like a two step process where you introduce a lactic acid to your, uh, you know, to your wort. And then once you've hit the desired acidity, boil the wort, you know, finish everything and then you'd ferment like normal to get ethanol. Yeah. Uh, this is an all in one step. You simply pitch this stuff, Philly sour yeast, and you don't need that two step kettle souring process. The whole damn thing can be done in the fermenter. Huh. Uh, question. So like <clears throat> when the sours were really getting their rise in popularity, one of the issues that, a lot of breweries ran into was this issue of like cross contamination. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that you still have a similar type of issue here, where you got to be careful that you're not accidentally cross contaminating. Well, sure, and and that was the reason that kettle souring was so popular for a little while because you didn't have to worry about cross contamination the same way. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that was all soured in the kettle and then boiled. Uh-huh. So then you would just clean your boil kettle like you normally would. And, and you're all set. And you're right. all set. You don't have to worry about contamination down the line. So this, it's the same steps that you use to clean your fermenters as if you had like two different yeast strains in your, uh, in your brew house. I mean, if you're brewing ales, lagers, whatever, like you don't want to transfer, you know, an ale yeast to have it present in your lagers i mean that's going to affect that fermentation this is just this is the same thing nice but it's just going to shave about two days worth of turnaround time and that's huge i mean that's like a couple extra steps that people don't have to do that's time that rather than having that lactic acid build up like in the kettle before boiling you can just do it in the fermenter and you don't you don't have to tie up your kettle for a day or two. That's cool. I mean, this is huge in terms of efficiency. Huge. And I think it's it's just now getting started. I mean, I read about this probably two weeks ago, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm already like, 
just I I cannot wait to see what the first brewery that I can get my hands on one of these Philly sour type beers is. Like, who's going to be the first one in Charlotte to make something using this yeast? And you're going to find me right away on opening day. I can't I can't wait for this. I can't wait to try it. I'm really yeah. excited. And uh, any Philly listeners uh, be interested in doing a beer swap with uh, folks here in Charlotte? Yeah. Um, please reach out at CBCast on the Twitters. If you don't do that, uh, contact at craftbeercast.com. Or hate mail. Sure. Any, but yeah, uh, but yeah not, like, not just uh, Philly. Anybody that's got a local brewery that's experimenting with any beer made using this Philly well, sour yeast, yeah. I, I just yeah, we'd love to try it. Yes, please, please. You know what I would not like to try? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things uh, because you usually tell me no when I ask. That's true. So I've got a list. <laughs> uh, I definitely don't want to try a fucking seltzer from Thirsty Monk. Wait, wait, wait. Thirsty Monk in Asheville? Yes. Like yeah. the place that I always like held up on high as this is a place to go and get good Belgian beer? Uh-huh. uh-huh. They, they've got a seltzer. Yes. Of course they do. Of course they fucking do. Because everybody's got a fucking seltzer. You know, like, now. like okay, so the thing about the Asheville, so, so I'm going to say this and Wells is probably going to slap me because of how uninformed I am. But the couple of times I've been to Asheville, I look at it as there's a little bit of something for everybody. Regardless of what you're after, there's a little bit of something. And for me, Thirsty Monk is the place I go to get a bunch of big-ass, heavy Belgian beers. And they've got some other stuff, too, if you need a like, lot Why do they need a seltzer? Like, that's not the market they're going after. So they've been a production brewery for a minute, making their own sure. beer. They've got more than just the downtown location. When you primarily think of Thirsty Monk, you know, they've got other spots, too. Denver and Portland? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a spot that's going to have low-carb sushi. Wait, and I'm wait. Like, so how what the hell, the hell is low-carb sushi? So it's made with cauliflower rice. I hate everything about this article, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Everything. So it's... So if you want Do wanna, they have one with chicken... You know, like C H I C K apostrophe N, you know, like chickpea. So if meat. you want to try the holy water hard seltzer from Thirsty Monk and get some low carb sushi, then boy, do we have a place for you. And boy, why are you listening to this show? Boy, I no want to put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> Is it low carb bullets? <laughs> I mean, like, so I've had riced cauliflower and like I get it as like a side dish. At no point am I ever saying, you know what this would be great as? Sushi. Sushi. No. No, it's But no. bro, but bro. No. The gains, bro. The gains. Somebody pointed this out like low carb sushi. What the hell is that? And somebody just replied sashimi. I'm like, that's a good response. Yep, pretty much. But <sighs> look, I've said it on, on somebody else's Facebook post. I'll say it again now. If anybody spots me here, you call the call the police. Call yeah. the police because I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm there against my Blink will. Blink twice. Do you, if you're do you know the international symbol for I'm in distress? Yes, no. it's ordering low-carb sushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Yeah. Folks, if you've got to order, like, look, we try not to be judgmental here, but if you have to get cauliflower sushi because you need low-carb sushi... Get sashimi. 
It also, believe it or not, is low carb. Yeah, it's just fish. It's just the fish. Yeah, there's you no have, rice. And somehow it's more have expensive. All that, like fill up like, that I don't bloat, understand that. everything. Like, ah, oh, God. Yeah, it's good. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Uh, but, Speaking of good for them. Yeah. By the way, this game that I'll never want to play ever. But hey, you know what? It's a. Do you? Wait, wait. You, can, I, can I just read the? I'm going to read the headline real okay. quick. This upcoming indie game will finally let you get really into craft beers. Folks, again, last episode was our kind of eighth anniversary. If you're just now getting into craft beers and you need an indie video game to help, I like I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what man. to do for you. Like it's like in theory, this is one of those things that like in the theoretical Venn diagram, this could make sense. But at no point is this gonna be any good, right? No, no, it won't. Um I Saw this. Become the ultimate home brewer. Okay, okay, okay. So clearly I didn't prepare coming into the show. Become the ultimate home brewer in the first beer brewing simulator. Would you, you know like this, would you, you like know, to watch the trailer for You this? know who this caters to? The people that love like farming simulator. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Uh so well, thank you for posting this. I know what this one is very, very dearly. Oh, and, and so I'll take the pressure off of you. This for a this second. was a listener submission too, so thanks, Cody, for pointing this out to me sent this over and like would love to hear your thoughts and my whole thing was like i'm not able to text you back my thoughts because i'm making two fists yeah i can't text you back because verizon will literally call me and say bro i know you've got unlimited texts but we're gonna have to cut you off oh see i haven't watched the video oh there's a bit english ipa sales because that's a thing. Yeah, so uh, basically this Who is... Who has a house like this? Th- this is basically su- supposed to be a VR game. Oh, it's where an extract. It's y- an extract brew. Where yeah. you are making extracts, and you are putting everything together. You are supposed to dream up your own recipes. With extract beers. With extracts, and you can measure... Like, if, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the PC building simulator, or have even heard of it. No. no. Okay, the, it, it's a real fucking thing on Steam where you kind of do the same thing. You are building a PC virtually. It's meant to teach you how to build a PC. It doesn't work for shit. And that's what this is supposed to be trying to do is that you can kind of simulate brewing an extract beer. And it's the dumbest fucking thing I ever saw. And I was angry that it happened. And fuck everything. I hate this planet. But it's one of those things like, you know, again, like nobody asked for this, but somebody looked and said, hey, you know what we don't have? We don't have a surgery simulator. And they made it. It was tremendously successful. Right. And nobody everything's said, been a copy of it. You since, know, you know what's like, you know, what's super interesting? Simulation of farming. And yet it sells tremendously well because for a lot of people, like it's, it's like all of the fun, I guess, of brewing without any of the cleanup, yeah, any of the cost, yeah, but then none of the beer. Yeah. And and I'm really upset that it's add your malt extract into this because it's not even good because recipes. mash temperature is a thing that affects like how thick or thin your eventual beer is going to be. So, I mean, damn, handhold some more. Like, and and then it gets into this, like, profitable or not? Man, I don't know, uh, like, what... None of your DME fucking bullshit brewed on your stovetop is ever going to make any money. 
It will, and it shouldn't, and it can't. Yeah. Is is the whole other thing like, oh, your profit on this batch was seven thousand dollars? Like, dude, it just because you can home, you can legally homebrew, you cannot sell your homebrew. Like, I hate to be Debbie Downer over here, but that's like a whole fucking thing. Yeah. No, there's laws for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I, I mean, I will be honest. At first, I was kind of excited until I watched the trailer for this because I thought, hey, maybe this is like Stardew Valley where I can like grow my own hops and I can mix everything together. No. No, this is, no. this is the lowest common denominator of VR games. It literally is just a gimmick for the sake of it being in a gimmick. Yep. 100%. Right, Jeff, avert your eyes from the screen because I know you never look at our articles. Okay, to be fair... No, no, no. This is to be fair. I, to, be, to be fair, I don't a lot of times, today especially, because like I think you sent out the list like an hour before I left. No. I and sent I was it, busy. I, I sent it at like 11 o'clock last night. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't check my email until an hour before I left. Okay, okay. fair enough. Well, it's the weekend. It? I right. don't check my email on the weekends. So, what do you think is the most popular beer in the... Too hard. In the, is this world or is this U.S. Wells? I believe it's just U.S. Okay. So U.S., I'm going to say Two-Hearted. Two-Hearted seems to win a lot, but it's... Oh, oh shit. I'm not thinking about macro, so it's probably going to be like Bud Light. Okay. What do you think is... Give me your top three. How about that? Top three? Uh, it's going to be Bud Light, Bush Light, and... It's not Miller Light. Sam? Turn around. Guinness, Heine, and Corona. Oh, damn. I forgot about Corona. Yeah. Okay. So this was a survey done by YouGov that basically asked... What the hell is YouGov? It's... The, who did this survey? Doesn't mean anything to me. Hey, right, cool. Hey, here's a, here's a website put together by D's Nuts. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no legitimacy here. This is based on, like, five people we interviewed. So the, question, the questions are simple. Have you heard of this brand? Would you buy it or would you not? Have you have you heard of this brand? Okay. So, what's the fame? And which is the fame? Right. So, like Budweiser, ninety six percent of people surveyed are familiar with Budweiser, um, but forty one percent of people have like a positive, okay, uh, you know, positive a net promoter score, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what this is. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, clocking in at number three. Ninety-four uh, percent of respondents know uh, Corona. Uh, 40, well, I mean, this 40, year 40, especially. Forty-nine <laughs> percent. Oh my God. Coronavirus. Uh, you know, but in terms of popularity, uh, they are tied with Heineken, also rocking a forty-nine percent popularity. Uh, supposedly, the most popular beer in the United States is Guinness. Ninety well, percent are familiar, so if you're and fifty-one percent are favorable towards. Okay, I mean, like, I don't. Like, I don't feel like Guinness ever goes out to be anything that it's not. It doesn't put out stupid commercials. It's just like, hey, we're Guinness. Yep. You have us on, you know, St. Patrick's Day when you're eating your corned beef and cabbage. The end. Oh, cool. So yeah. they, they do break this down by age group and gender. Oh, boy. Um, it Interesting to say Sam Adams coming in at 91%. They are the fourth uh, most popular. Uh, sorry, for, fourth most popular. Well, popular and famous. I'm surprised. 91% familiarity, 44% uh, approval. So, yeah, this was 
kind of it, this was fun to play around with. This doesn't didn't teach me a whole lot. I didn't learn anything, but it is kind of interesting to see Guinness like at the top of any sort of pile. Like, all right, like it kind of makes sense. You got enough fractionalized, you know, what I like and what I don't like. Like it kind of makes sense. Well, but. and what's funny is like <clears throat> because it does break it down by generation. If you go to the baby boomers, okay, that's boomer, where Guinness is the biggest. Not amongst Gen X or Millennials. Data is fun, but it can tell the story that you wanted to tell based on the number of sample sizes that you have. That's right. Thank Did you, you for the survey monkey link, Wells. Did you have everything? I appreciate it. Yeah, I believe I've had everything. Hey, well, no, not the last one. You've not had the last one? I don't think so. Yes, I'd sir. Like, I'd like to play a game. Oh, God. Is this my turn? Do you have a game to play? I, I would like to play a game. It's, it, it's all about the game and how you play it. Yes. It's all about control. It's all about the nookie. Come on. So what's, what's, what are we playing? What's, uh, what's happening? This, this is a, a wonderful uh, Kickstarter link to how to make your own hard seltzer at the house. So I put vodka into a seltzer water? Something like that. But this is... This is a little bit more involved than that. Okay, so in traditional Kickstarter rules, or as I like to call it, the game, this time, Jeff and I are going to be playing. So, I mean, I can just bring this up on my phone and we can... Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can go... go. I mean, I'll way. bring it up on the computer, but... So I guess the first question is, how much are they asking? So, Jeff to make your own seltzer at home for a device that I'm assuming has to be like those stupid little countertop top setups. Soda stream. Yeah, a soda stream. Same basic idea. How much do you think they want to get in? $49.99. Okay, I'm going to go with see, $70. i am going to say 70 to get in the door. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so whether you're right or you're wrong, am I supposed to let you know that now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, less. Less than both of us? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 20 bucks? So no, this 35. 35 so at this, least, right? So this is more of a, they have a 24 ounce, like, and a 36 ounce. So this is more of like a tumbler where you can, like a, oh, okay. a water... Just imagine yeah. one of yeah, those. Like a Yeti or something, can, right? Yeah, yeah like a, a Yeti that you can make your own hard seltzer. So um, okay. let's let's just do the 36-ounce one, and uh, that's going to be a, a whopping. Now, the early bird, mind you, 42% off, So, but $54. Okay, so. I said forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, you okay. were close. You were close. Did not go over. Yeah, you didn't go over. Uh I'm having to guess because the other question we normally ask is how much they're asking for. So, Jeff, what do you think? No need At for that price point. Appliance. I'm going to say 15. I'm going to go 25. You're both very low. Oh. They are asking for $75,000. Okay. Jeez. Okay, so the most important question did this fund? Jeff? 
please tell me no. I I, I, I have to say yes because seventy five thousand fucking... at fifty bucks a pop, like that just doesn't feel like that's a lot of long way to go. It's so a there, hard there's... seltzer. It's a hard seltzer. Everybody's all fucking into seltzer. That shit funded. There are still twenty three days left in this campaign as of recording. Uh, they are asking seventy five. They have raised uh, two hundred and seven thousand. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck so, off. Do you want to bring this up now? So we can all just like yell at our yell at the screen. The UKEG. The UKEG twist. Hard seltzer maker. Where you essentially put all your flavored water and alcohol <gasps> in there and then using a CO2 cartridge. This looks like one of those Camelback, like, water cup things that my kids take to school. I have never wanted to punch a wall so hard in my you life. Almost, you almost punched the wall. I saw that. So, oh my God. People ask me, why do you hate hard seltzer so much? And I'm just going to point to this and just say, look, this is what I feel is wrong with the entire segment. <laughs> I can't even. I, you're mad, aren't you? You big. You're mad. big mad. I am furious. Yep. I mean, this <sighs> is this is just like a little water jug that people can carry around and and carbonate their own water, liquor flavored stuff. I could do this with a soda stream. I could put my fucking vodka in there, and then I can take a soda stream and make. But this. You don't need to have a soda stream. You can just do it in in your drinking or, vessel. Or once again, I'll say buy a can of regular seltzer water, throw <laughs> hard liquor in it. Like I'm I'm literally texting with Jason right now. We're talking about you know like losing weight and blah blah blah. And, and I'm like you know tequila and Spindrift. It fucking works because it's a seltzer that's already made. And then I add hard liquor to it. And guess what? Yeah, or like I typically put Evan Williams into a bubbly grapefruit. And what do you know? I've got grapefruit and bourbon. Yeah. That's so real hard. So are you going to spend $40 on something to give you that result? No. no. And not only that, but I guarantee you it uses those stupid little CO2 cartridges. It sure does. That and are like $20 fucking dollars and, a pop. And what Whippets. do you do with those when you're done? No, not that's nitrous. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recycle them, right? Oh, wait. I know I'm normally the one that brings this to the show. Thank you, Wells, for now making you, me. Now, now you see what it's like for us. Yeah, I do. I know what this feels like now. It and is I, so terrible. And I believe, I, I can't believe that I actually did not look at this last night. Like, I saw it was a Kickstarter link, and I thought, okay, I've got to be able to play this for once. Yeah. To just understand the fury. 207000 thousand dollars so they have almost tripled their goal i am angry at life let's take a break i can't I, yeah i can't, I can't I gotta take let's break. yeah let's go take a break we'll be back in 30 
It's time for Buy No Buy. Wells, how does that work? It's pretty simple. We've been drinking beer on the show, and we're going to let... And Wells has gone through puberty. So I know, great. right? <laughs> We've been drinking beer through the show. What can I say? My voice hasn't quite r- snapped back from talking about seltzer. Uh, uh, we've been drinking beer on the show. We're going to let you know what we think in the simplest of, of ways. Would we buy this or would we not buy this? Jeff, kick us off. Uh, from Resident Culture, we have writing for the feeling in an Italian pilsner hopped with Hallertal Middlefruit, German Saphir, and Herzbrucker. So it's an Italian pilsner with a bunch of German hops in it. <laughs> because reasons. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a pilsner. Um... You know, this is really good. And and to me, this, I just finished my last can of Divine Barrels Italian Pilsner mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Um, I think I just like Italian Pilsner. I, it's just, it, it's, it's delicious. I enjoyed this. I would buy this. Wells? I'm with you. Um, Italian Pilsner, for those of you not familiar with the style, is just, essentially, it's just a dry hopped, like, Super dry hop Pilsner. Super light, super floral. Uh, I, I tend to go for the style. This is no exception. Uh, this is really good, really tasty, really smooth, really floral. Uh, I crushed a couple of these at the brewery yesterday and took a four-pack home. I, I, I love this and can see myself drinking a lot uh, of it. Surprise, it's a, a, a lager from Resident Culture that I'm especially... Some fries. Like, oh no, it's another lager from Resident Culture. Okay, cool. It's going to slay next. Josh. This has a weird malty smell to it. Malty smell? I think it does. It's like a weird barnyard-ish funk to it. It's still good, don't get me wrong, but like the first time you quaff it, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, but it, I mean, it's still good. Don't get me wrong. It's just got a weird off-putting smell to me for some reason. I don't know why, but I can smell it more than I can taste it. Well, but it's still good. Let's still drink it. So you're going to purvis this? Talk about how weird it is and then buy it? Yep. Or? Totally. All right, cool. Yep. Next beer up. So next beer up is the cutest can we've ever had on the show. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, it's adorable. It's such a cute little wee boy. Um, it's a half pint. It. <laughs> right. It's, no, no, it is. It no, comes no. in pints. <laughs> no, it comes that's in pints. That's like, it's the only place my brain is at right now. 8.4 ounces. This is a J.W. Lee's Harvest Beer. Um, and this is uh, a barley wine aged in Calvados casks. Apple brandy. Uh, apple or pear brandy okay. from Normandy or France. Um, Which, by the way, uh, just in case listeners don't know, J.W. Lee's typically makes bottles or like cans like big boys and but it's usually like the 300 some milliliter glass bottles yeah and this is an adorable adorable little can it's so cute it's a stubby i mean it's It's so fucking cool it's so cute um that being said i don't care for the beer in it um i like everything about this should have rang true for me um english barley wine i like uh apple or pear brandy i like um, I don't know what it is about this, but it just, I did not have a good reaction to it. I don't care for it. So, um, uh, it's super oxidized. I mean, that's your problem. Maybe that's what it is. Well, it's exactly what it is. Got a lot of cardboard going on. Yes. Um, agreed. So I have had 
oh god, probably dozens of vintages of this beer over the years than they've done other barrel treatments as well, not just Calvados, but this is the first time that I've seen it in uh, in in cans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is oxidized. I mean, like. Here's how much of my pour I still have left. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just struggling to get through it. So, I think this has spent three years in barrels at this point. Uh, it's it's a bit green. It's a bit cardboardy. Um, it's, it's weird. Like, so I'm going to say I'm not going to buy it now. But the thing is, I would buy this and sit on it for another five years and be pleasantly surprised down the road. Like, I mean, I've just gone to stores and they've had four years worth of this beer there. And maybe just one of the years just isn't at the right point in its maturation, but it gets better the next year. Uh, I don't, I'm with Jeff. I think that this isn't the best, presentation at the moment but damn i'm still gonna like i think i've already just shoved a four pack of this in my cellar to forget about for a couple years because if it's oxidized now it's gonna be totally better in six years two years okay i mean it's the life cycle of a a living organism you know it, it comes and goes we've had you know surely you've had verticals of beer where you're like I like this year better than this year. That's fair, this, but yeah, that, that's that's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm I'm thinking that we just caught it in a dip. Okay, so when we get to our ten year anniversary, sure. Which I feel like should be like a special event with like whales for wishes or reeling for research or something. Yeah, totally. Hundred percent. Josh, what do you think? You're right. This is green cardboardy, but it's still somehow good. I still enjoy it. And I cannot get over that can. Like, yep. That is it the is cutest super cute. fucking so can. Cute. And it's smart. Like, I don't want a big ass barley wine sometimes, and I don't want a 16 ounce. Okay, tall so boy. I don't want a pint can of barley wine, but you give me um, an eight ounce. No, no, no. I do of, want of a pint can sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I would like a little can. So look, I need to stop you both and call shenanigans because you both freaking gushed over Divine Barrel's life and then you die. I know. That's a why 13, I just... A 13.5% barley wine yes. compared to this one, which is 11.5%. So it's stronger and it's a full pint can compared to this little squeezy boy. All right, fine. Well, the, if, the cute boy is cute. If Divine Barrel s- sold an eight pack of half pint cans... I would buy so many more of those than I do four packs of full pint cans because sometimes you just want a half pint yeah. of a barley and you'll want to commit to a whole ass pint can of it. I mean, like drinking and a sometimes whole, you do. Yeah, drinking a can of life and then you die is a like I don't have anywhere to be, right? Yeah, that's a journey. Like, like I've got like a couple hours to just sit on the couch and do nothing, right? Okay, cool. Cool, 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 or cool. you can crack open one of those and then do something else. Yeah. So, or, believe it or not, I'm going to buy this beer. I really enjoy it. And I think you guys are right, though. A couple more years and this is going to be outstanding. So yeah. if you are sitting on those, mm-hmm. please save one for 10 okay. years. I would love to see what this does in two years. Yeah, my, my barley wine shelf has 
So I started drinking my stout shelf and then my barley wine shelf is like, oh, cool. There's room up there. So yeah, there, there's more. Nice. Jeff, next beer up. Dragon's Milk Reserve from New Holland. Um, Dragon's Milk is one of those beers that's been around forever. It was kind of one of like the really the big mainstream barrel-aged beers. I mean, in terms of it's like the only mainstream barrel-aged yeah. beer. I mean, I it was like it was, was the OG. Yeah, it was the OG before uh, Bourbon, County. Bourbon, Bourbon County. Bourbon County, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so for whatever reason, because Josh is a monster, uh, Bourbon, this is the Reserve 2021 reserve number one bourbon barrel aged stout with peanut butter, cocoa nibs, and natural flavors. Natural flavors. Like what? You've already said it's got peanut butter and cocoa nibs. What other natural flavors need to be in there? I don't know. What's your thought on this? I'm curious. Um, I'm not getting a ton of peanut butter. It's there, but it's not like... I'm not buying... If you're looking at this beer going, ooh, peanut butter beer, don't. Because I don't feel like this is a peanut butter beer. It is a bourbon barrel beer. And it's a good bourbon barrel beer. But the peanut butter is like kind of there. It's a hint of peanut butter. Yeah. It's the Diet Coke of peanut butter beers. Um, I'm not buying it I, because there's just no, like, I don't know. If I was going to buy Dragon's Milk, I don't know why I would sully it with peanut butter. It's no buy for me. Wells? I've had a lot of these Dragon's Milk Reserves, and they can be put into three buckets. Uh, one bucket is going to be half of all the Dragon's Milk Reserves that I've ever had, and that's a dump bucket. Uh, there are ones that I like, and then there are the rare ones that I absolutely love. They had a triple mash dragon's milk reserve that was like 17%. I mean, that fucker okay. was. But that slap. That was. Was it amazing. a banger? Amazing. Or was it a bop? Um, but this is, you know, what, what bucket does this belong in? The dump bucket. This is pretty bad. I don't like the peanut butter uh, in it. It's, it's simultaneously not enough for me, but it's also like too much for this beer. I feel that it tanks something that I otherwise enjoy. Anytime that you add an adjunct to something and it subtracts from that something, we have a problem. So I'm I'm a no buy. I, I think I'd rather have the mint version of the dragon. Oh God, that's and that's saying something. That's saying a lot. Wow, it's harsh words. Yeah, Josh, what do you think? So as the resident peanut butter lover beer on the show, I was stupid excited to see because I do love Dragon's Milk. There's it's, your first mistake. It, it's one of my, like, kind of, besides that, um, the Heavy Seas Imperial Stout that yeah. you guys had never even heard of before, the Pirate's Booty or whatever it's called. Pirate's Breakfast? Yeah, Pirate's Breakfast. It's a coffee one. Yeah. And, we, and it's, it's never heard of, didn't we have it on the show? Well, we we did, we had, we did was, but yeah. like nobody back then, nobody heard of it. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. And then like the next year, it was like, ah, yes, you heard of us. We will now charge you eighteen dollars for a twelve ounce bottle. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no we're not buying you. Uh, this is another one of those that I'm just like constantly in love with. At least the base beer, and then when I see peanut butter, of course I'm going to homer yeah, out. You're going to homer out. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But Jeff, you're right. There is not enough peanut butter in this to call this a peanut butter beer. Correct. It is a monstrosity to call this a peanut butter beer. It's more of a chocolate stout. Right. And that really not is, even a good one. Yeah, and that's where I got really bummed. But you know, I had to maybe see if I was wrong, but yeah. I'm not. So yeah, bummer. No buy. Final beer up. So, um, quick side story. Uh, some months ago, Revolution uh, had a, an online store, and they released uh, their Thundertaker, which was a rye imperial stout. And I was super excited to try to get to that, and I my order even got through, and I got charged, but I never got the confirmation email. So I kind of reached out to Revolution. They're like, hey, look, we're real sorry. The order didn't go through. We're not sure what happened. I got refunded, and they gave me... Uh, and I didn't ever get any Thundertaker, which I obviously would have had on the show. But they gave me uh, VIP access for the next release, which ended up being the Maple Death. Now, we've had a lot of Death Star on the show, a lot of different variants, the cafe, the coffee version, um, the very special uh, double barrel from last show. Um, and so this one was kind of fun. Um, this is their Maple Death. So what they did was they took old Death Star barrels that they ate. So so when you think about it, it's really like a whiskey barrel of some form that they aged Death Star in. And then they gave it to the uh, Chicago Maple Company, who then aged uh, maple syrup in it. So you've got bourbon barrel maple syrup. Then they pulled the maple syrup out and put Death Star back in. And then added a little more syrup to sweeten it up a little bit. And for that, you have Maple Death. Um, at the time, you could buy a, a bottle of the maple syrup on its own. So I did that. Um, Very nice. Yeah, this is a 13% Imperial Oatmeal Stout. Um, man, I really enjoy this. I, for me, like this is killer with breakfast for dinner. Um, it is mapley without being like evil twin mapley, which to me sometimes can get over over mapled, cloying as hell. Um, I really like the balance in it, and I mean, you know, this was uh, from October, so I mean, we're into like six months now. It's drinking as good now as it did when I had it fresh. So I'm a, I, I like this one a lot. I'm a big buy. Well, there's some amazing umami characteristics in this. I've been on a real like portobello jerky kick lately yes. so i've been smoking a lot of uh mushrooms i know she didn't and, bring any of that but this wait hold on what about your jerky though hmm i don't smoke mushrooms i eat those okay or make them in tea yeah but the point is like um this this reminds me of just the umaminess of that portobello jerky this is absolutely delicious uh Oh no! It's it's another freaking revolution can that just rocks my socks. Never saw that coming. Yeah. So, Spoiler alert. Yeah, we already know what this is going to be. This is going to be a buy, Josh. So, <clears throat> back to what Jeff was saying earlier. This is not overly mapley, like some of the maple stuff. Because Wells was on a maple kick for a while. And yeah. Oh yeah. Because because Evil Twin was on a maple kick. Yeah, and, was, and we got a bunch of those, and some of those were really fantastic, and some of them were just like. Maple bring, bombs. Bring me an insulin shot. Yeah. And this is that this hits that sweet balance of it's sweet, but not overly sweet. I don't feel like I'm gonna have diabetes from drinking this. 
it nails everything, and it's not fair that Revolution can do what they can do. And, you know, it... it I think it's fair they can do what they can do. I think it's not fair that we can't get it on the reg. Well, and, you know, here's the other thing that kind of amazes me. Um, You think of a couple... Or our last episode that... Well, two episodes ago when we talked about Goose Island and kind of the, the failure of Goose Island and Revolution has now, in my eyes... 100% 100% replace Goose Island. For sure. Of like, hey, I'm in Chicago. What's the big brewery I should go to? There is no question I would say, fucking go to Revolution. Yeah. Like, when I go to Dark Lord Day, there is go. going to be we a side go. trip. Oh, we got to go. Yeah, there is going to. We got to get in a day early. Yep. We'll do like like I did last time. We got to get in a day early. We're going to hit Revolution. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day we'll do Dark Lord. Yeah, there is no question that I have to go at this point. And is there really even a question of what we're going to tap? I feel like it's again no, unfair. Yeah, it's 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 well. So last show, I feel like we could say it was unfair because number one, a, a two-year aged barreled beer compared to the rest. This one, I feel like everybody else, I, the resident culture was good, but it's not going to stand up to a barrel aged beer. Like it just it can't. Yeah, yeah. it has. I mean, it, Lord knows. I, I remember. My favorite beer a couple of years ago was re-up? a resident culture that reup. Yeah. Oh yeah, re-up and is it, good. it rode roughshod all over some revolution cans in my top ten. It rode dirty. Uh it did, but I just don't think riding for the feeling is gonna be enough to take out Maple Death this time around. No. I, yeah. This is not going to be the first I mean, I remember uh my top ten last year where I didn't tap a particular beer, but it still made it in my top 10. I, I could see a return of riding for the feeling in my top 10, mm-hmm. but Maple Death's got to have it. Yeah. 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 Jeff, we're doing the show. Where are we at? Crapbeercast.com. Come uh, check out our old episodes, listen to whatever you like. Um, you know, again, uh, we mentioned this last show. If uh, you're in a market, you're wanting to. Uh, share some of your beer that you're just really excited about your show or you think it's really good and you want to see what uh, Jaded A-Holes would say about it. That's also a thing. Uh, hit us up. Uh, slide into our DMs at CBCast on the Twitters or email us contact at craftbeercast.com if you'd like to get a hold of us that way. Or hate mail. Yeah, we've got a Facebook page. Um, Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. But I will tell you that like we did the show with um, the beer that you got from uh, Tennessee, the the, the little bird. creatures, yeah, and and actually they reached out and they awesome. were like, "We heard your show. That's freaking fantastic. They Thank are so freaking fantastic." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, then you're really gonna like our top five show." And I sent them that link, and they're like, "Oh, that's so awesome. We're so excited." But it was like maybe a month or so before I noticed that message because I literally go into Facebook. And I post the show art for the next show. Like, I don't even think, like, our social network auto poster works the right way. Like, yeah, probably not. It's, you know, I just kind of, like, shrug and go, okay, whatever. Um, All right, Mr. Garrison. No. Okay. Crap. Mm-kay. Okay, Mr. Garrison. Okay. okay. Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. But uh, Harrison, That's come check us out. Uh, again, at CBcast, Mackie. Mr. Mackie. Facebook, uh uh, patreon.com slash craft beer you want to support us that way look we just we love interacting or at least Josh does so you know bug the crap out of him 
at CBCast. Tweet him. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I guess I need to be a little bit more active now. It's been a minute. At all the Wells. Uh, cool. Or you can find me here every other week. Or every week. Yeah, sure. Josh, sure. where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody, hey, I listen to this band of jackasses for like the last eight years. We're a band? Yeah. Or brand or whatever. I mean, sure. Shut up. Uh, don't forget about subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.